Hey there, lovely souls. I'm your host, Allison Toth, and I want to give you a warm welcome to Wishing You Wellness, the podcast where mental health meets spirituality. When it comes to rock bottom, I've been there more than once, and I know what it's like to wake up daily to mental health struggles. On this podcast, I share insight and stories to help motivate and inspire you and to help you feel less alone in this. In Wishing You Wellness, we talk inner child healing, mindset shifts, radical self-love, the art of intentional living, and so much more. Think of me as your mental wellness bestie. If you're ready to step into your power and change your life, just hit play. All right, what's up, you guys? Welcome back. Thank you for being here. Thanks for taking time to pop on to another week of this with me. Before I get into today's episode, I do want to touch on just a few things. It sort of dawned on me recently that I don't really update on the actual podcast what's been going on like with the rest of Wishing You Wellness. I don't really update much at all. I'm realizing on the show. And so if you're someone who, let's just say, doesn't use Instagram and you only know Wishing You Wellness from Spotify or Apple or Anchor or wherever you listen, there's some stuff I want to fill you in on because I want you in on this. Um, First of all, I am starting a new tradition of listener of the week. And this is just going to be somebody who throughout the week mentions to me that they're watching that week's episode And I'm just going to give you a little shout out and, you know, word of my appreciation. So um, this week's listener of the week is Peyton. Shout out, Peyton. Thank you, girl, for always listening. You are amazing. I love you so much. You have the best soul. Anyway, if anybody is interested in becoming listener of the week and getting a fun little shout out to my my little listener group, let me know. Just hop on the Instagram, shoot me a DM, and tell me what resonated with you from this episode or what you thought of this episode or if there was a key takeaway you had or if I said something crazy. I don't know. Let me know. And uh, yeah, every week I'll announce somebody different and give them a little shout out. And I don't know. I think it's fun. So that is first thing. First things first. And then next, I want to talk to you guys about a fundraiser I am doing right now. Don't worry, you don't even have to spend money to actually help with this one. Um, Raising awareness and kind of spreading the word is also hip. But I'm doing a fundraiser to benefit Natural High Live. Um, Natural High is an organization that basically teaches kids to just stay kids and stay the hell away from substances because, you know, we could go back and forth all day on whether or not pharmaceuticals are right, but children in our school systems are getting their hands on things like fentanyl. I know that sounds outrageous, but get on Google, do some research. Our opiate crisis has trickled down to our tiny humans and we need to protect them. So Natural High Live does these like programs for kids to encourage them to be creative or to get outside. They go rock climbing, they get in nature. And I think it's such a beautiful cause because Honestly, as someone who recovered from addiction, if I would have been exposed to the substance I struggled with earlier in life, I'm not sure I could have gotten clean as quickly and as somewhat safely as I did. So I truly think that Natural High has a beautiful mission and I'm fully supportive of it. And because of that, I decided that I wanted to do a fundraiser to help benefit them. And I had already been working on a little 
spirituality, mental wellness merch line. And they just so happen to collab together into what I now have, which is a mental wellness merch line with 10% of all proceeds going directly to Natural High. Um, And it is available now, actually. If you want to check out that line, there's like t-shirts, crewnecks, hoodies, like tote bags. There's a couple tote bags. Um, just head on over to the Instagram. That's at wishyouwell.podcast, at wishyouwell.podcast. Head on over there. Ooh, I almost dropped my mic. Head on over to the Instagram. Hit the link in the profile's bio, and that will take you to a launch page. And then just hit the wellness, welcome to wellness apparel or something like that. It's at the top. And check that out. And if you want to donate but don't want to buy any apparel, if you go to the podcast Instagram, you can also see just the cause and you can donate directly to the cause. Or if you don't want to donate and you just want to help, go ahead and blast Natural Live on your social media. Post them, reblog whatever they're posting, and just like get the word out, raise awareness. You know, there are so many ways to help where you don't even have to spend money. So, yeah. Thank you for listening to my little spiel. So we talked listener of the week. We talked fundraiser. Now, oh, another fun part. Um, If you haven't subscribed to us on Apple and Spotify, you should do that. And you should also go into the giveaway that I am holding for my listeners as a thank you for being here and always like letting me be a part of your daily routine. I get so excited thinking about that. That's so sick, guys. But I'm doing a giveaway for one lucky follower, um, one lucky listener, whatever you will call it. All you have to do is comment on the picture that I posted and you can get extra entries by subscribing and sending me a picture showing me that you subscribed. But I'm giving away $150 to someone um, and the only rule I have with this is you have to do something for yourself. Take yourself to a nice dinner, take yourself to a nice hotel for the night, I don't know, go buy yourself a brand new pair of shoes, pay off that bill that's stressing you out, get a mani-pedi, I don't care. Just do something great for yourself. Don't spend it on anybody else um, unless that's truly what you want in your heart, then go for it. But yeah, make sure you get entered into that giveaway. I'm going to be announcing the winner on May 5th, probably at 5.55 because I'm dramatic and I am huge into the fives right now. Um, Actually, before I moved back uh back midwest i saw a 555 on my hotel room and yeah i'm back in st louis and things are really aligned for me right now and so it it's it's been a a lot of fives lately and fives are supposed to kind of tell you that you're headed the right direction basically um which i feel like i am right now so it's cool anyway i have been going on and on it is time to just get into today's episode We are going to be talking all things comfort zone today. So buckle up, get cozy, whatever. Let's do this. Guys, I've been taking cold showers lately. I feel like I just lost 65% of my listeners. 65% of you were like, oh, absolutely not. X out. I don't need that negativity in my life. Get that energy away from me. I hear you. I totally hear you. Cold showers seem like the devil. They absolutely do. I am not saying I like them. I'm not saying that they're enjoyable for me necessarily, but I am saying that they're affecting me in a very, very positive way, and they're starting to become an essential part of my week. So why cold showers? Why the F cold showers? 
Did you know that there's actual research proving that taking icy cold showers can heighten your immune system and make you more resistant to getting flus and colds and common illnesses? There was even a study in the Netherlands and they found that these cold showers, these cold, cold showers led to a 29% reduction in people calling off sick from work because they had something commonly wrong with them. There was another study that even connected cold showers to an improved chance of surviving cancer and other serious immune diseases. And I'm going to throw a quick disclaimer in here because if you have any heart disease currently or you could possibly be at high risk for a heart attack or maybe you have heart rhythm irregularities, make sure you talk to your doctor. Don't do this if this could hurt you. Um, I am talking to people who have a very regular run-of-the-mill standard heart. Um, So yeah, if this could kill you, if this could give you a heart attack, please don't do it. Talk to your doctor. Um, But everybody else, I'm talking to you. But this is actually a thing. Hydrotherapy. It's taking a cold shower for about five minutes, two to three times a week. This has been shown to help relieve symptoms of major depressive disorder as well as anxiety in clinical trials. For people who are really prone to major depression or have depressive episodes, cold showers can work as a sort of a sort of <laughs> a sort of shock to your system. The cold water sends these electric impulses to your brain and they jolt your system to increase alertness, clarity, your energy level, your cognitive function. And not to mention the absolute floodgate of endorphins that just completely flood your mind and your body every single time that you'd take a cold shower, even if it's just for a few minutes at the end. And that's what I recommend you to do because listen, I'm not a serial killer, guys. I can't just step into a freezing cold shower. What I do is I take a lukewarm shower at the beginning. I don't tease myself too much. I love scolding hot water, so I don't even tease myself with the possibility. I make it a just room, warm temp, whatever, water. Um, Then I wash my hair, wash my body, and I get ready for the cold part of my shower. And then I just flip it all the way cold. I wrap my arms around myself in a big tight hug. I squeeze, 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 and I relax my body into it. It is very uncomfortable at first. That never changes. It is always uncomfortable at first, but about 60 to 90 seconds in every single time I hit this like, I guess it's the endorphins. I don't know. I assume it's the endorphins because I feel high off this. I feel so good, so lifted and so like awake and alive. And I get out of the shower after that and Throughout the whole day, I just notice a lifted energy. I've noticed that my anxiety seems to be just kind of bay, kind of not at center stage like it normally is, kind of out of the way. My skin looks and feels good. My hair feels really good. My hair holds the highlights that I have in it a lot longer and a lot better when I'm doing colder showers and not scolding hot. And don't get me wrong, I am still very hip on taking those hot showers. Um, But now I try to mix in these cold showers. And so all of this to say, how comfortable are you with being uncomfortable? What is your tolerance for discomfort? What is your tolerance to new and unfamiliar and maybe scary? Because I know personally that mine is low sometimes. Sometimes it is very hard for me to get outside of my comfort zone. Sometimes I fall into habits that really don't serve me and 
relationships that really don't serve me and a job that really doesn't serve me because it's what I know and because it's what's comfortable. But there is something that I have realized in the last probably two, three years, four years of my life, five, six, I don't know. Wow, how old am I right now? I feel like I was 18 just yesterday. This is crazy, guys. I turn a quarter of a century in December. How is that real? I'm getting off topic, but something I've realized in like a massive way is just that a lot of my core, core memories and my favorite moments of life and the most rewarding moments of my life and best seasons of my life, for a lot of those, I started out uncomfortable or uneasy or unsure. And now I'm kind of making the correlation that being outside of your comfort zone, being uncomfortable is not always a bad thing. I'm not telling you to ignore your nervous system. Please check in with your body. And if you ever feel like something is wrong in your soul and your bones, it is wrong. Follow that. But I'm talking about in general, discomfort is not always a bad thing. One example, of course, is the cold shower thing. Like, sure, cold showers are uncomfortable. There's no way around that. But so is being super anxious and so is getting sick all the time. And, you know, I'm not saying you have to take cold showers, but think about the benefit. Think about if the payout outweighs the discomfort. It's, what, five minutes, three times a week, 15 minutes a week being a little bit uncomfortable and chilly. And then on the other hand, in exchange, you're getting more immunity, a boosted immune system, like you're going to feel more energized, you're going to have less anxiety, your stress is going to kind of go down. So you got to consider the trade-off. Is it worth it? You know, what kind of discomfort are you willing to endure? Another time in my life when I experienced this firsthand was my relationship with trapeze. I do the static dancer trapeze. It's a form of aerial arts. It's really fun. Um, you just get a get on a trapeze, go upside down, do little flips and drops. It's it's a good time. But um, the first time I tried it out, I went to a try it out course, and guys, I was awful. Like I was terrible. Like embarrassingly bad. Like was falling off, could not stay on. Was terrified. Like I'm not even just like putting myself down here, guys. There are a lot of things I'm amazing at. This was not something that came naturally. And even though I was uncomfortable and even though I was like, wow, I don't like that I suck, something inside of me was like, just go back again. You know, just go back again. Like, even if you don't become the world's master of the static trapeze, just go again and see if you can get a little bit better. Just show up, see what happens. Like, why not? Do it for you. And three or four weeks into my training, I was given the chance to perform at a big showcase and we started preparing for the show and training really hard a few times a week and I fell in love with the trapeze and it is now a huge huge part of my heart and something that really fills my cup and fills my heart and my soul and I had to endure that moment of discomfort when I was not good at it and when it didn't come naturally to me I had to endure that to get to this place I'm at now where I'm so comfortable in it and I feel like natural and at home when I'm on the trapeze but it's because I didn't like turn around and go the other way when I met the discomfort I was just like oh hey yeah this is uncomfortable let's just see you know I'm observing the discomfort but I'm not acting toward it or against it or anything like that 
Not to mention, I feel like it's a huge like um, example of this, just this idea of physical fitness. Like, th- think about it, you guys. This idea of physical fitness, because I know there are some people in the world who genuinely love to go on runs and genuinely love to lift weights. And that's amazing and incredible. But there are a lot of us who are just like, ah, I'm doing it because it's good for me. Not necessarily because it like completely fills me up, but because it is good for me. I think that fitness and moving our bodies is the ultimate example of being uncomfortable in order to feel really, really good and much more comfortable later. Because during the process of my workouts, for me at least, when I'm going on runs, I'm always like, this sucks, I'm dying. Um, if I can push past like this little, this, like this block that I hit kind of mentally and physically, I can hit this great runner's high and it feels like I could go forever, but I don't normally get there. Normally I'm like wheezing and dying and begging my friend Tony to slow down and just straight up struggling. But then I get to the end of the run and I finish and I'm dying for a couple more minutes, but then my breathing slows back down to normal and my gosh, my body just feels great. Sore, tired, exhausted, fair, but also great. Also just like really strong and like a lot of tension has been released and very just like free flowy and wiggly and just good, good. And not only do I feel great after the run and then for the rest of the day, kind of mentally just, you know, higher in a better space, then I just also feel better the next time I run. If I'm running a couple times a week, it's easy to run. If I'm running once every six months when I'm panicking about my heart health, you know it's a different story. So, <laughs> I imagine it's this way for so many forms of physical activity, you know, kickboxing, um, CrossFit. Hello, if you do CrossFit, like I'm sure you enjoy the sensation of the burn because you wouldn't be doing it if you didn't, but... I'm sure that you also enjoy that crazy high you get after you finish your circuits or your course or whatever it is. I bet you love that feeling of like, oh, I just nailed that workout because those are endorphins. They're rushing through your body. When we're willing to be uncomfortable for a few moments, when we're willing to really get outside of our comfort zone for just a little bit, we're able to reap incredible benefits. I know that that sounds kind of like BS because most, like, let's be honest here, most self-development and personal development, like, concepts and ideas, they sound cheesy because for whatever reason we decided as a society that helping ourselves is cheesy, I think that's the dumbest shit in the whole world, you guys. Pardon my French, but I think that's the dumbest shit because there is nothing lame about working on being a better you. The people sitting around making fun of people who are helping themselves, making fun of people with life coaches or people in therapy or what have you, the people sitting there making fun of you, you, like, those are the miserable people. Those are the people who are not working on themselves. Those are the people who are, instead of healing themselves, just projecting their unhealed parts onto others. And I know this because I was one of those people. In the past, like, a few years back, I was one of those people. And I just want to say, you know, ignore anyone who tells you that your journey to a better you is cheesy or lame because it's not, right? You are just creating a better, like healthier, happier life for yourself. So sorry that soapbox went a little longer than I meant for it to, but I don't regret it. (laughs) All right, let's play a game really quick. 
Which one do you believe? Which one do you believe? Is more outside of your comfort zone? Slash which one is more inside of your comfort zone? Which one of these options sounds more within what's comfortable for you? A, going out to eat, picking up your favorite fast food. Or B, going home and cooking a meal that you found the ingredients for on this YouTube video. It looks delicious, but you kind of have to like really pay attention to the directions, blah, blah, blah. Which one? Which one is more comfortable for you? Which one? (laughs) Do you say it out loud? You know, there probably are a few of you who said that going home and cooking would be your choice and would be more comfortable and more within your comfort zone. And shout out to you introverts because I know who you are. You just don't want to talk to the person in the drive-thru. Don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to me. I'm the same way. You just don't want to talk to them. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You're probably a wonderful chef. But I'm thinking that the majority of you probably said just grabbing fast food on the way home is more within your comfort zone because it's easier. It's faster. You know exactly what you want. You know the food's going to be good. You won't drop the ball necessarily. Um, I shouldn't have said fast food restaurant. Should I have said going to a restaurant? Because I'm not necessarily making the point of like fast food being unhealthy as much as I am you not having to prepare it and kind of like put that love into the food. So let's just say, yeah, restaurant or any type of food to go, getting carry out versus cooking at home. That's one example. Which one is more within your comfort zone? Staying in on a Friday night, watching a movie, having some popcorn, or going to a new Taekwondo class or a new yoga class and then coming home and doing your movie night. Which one is more within your comfort zone? To go and try something? To stick to what you know? Would you pick that movie night and bowl of popcorn over like checking out a beat poetry night or going axe throwing with some friends that are in town that you haven't seen in forever or signing up for a Latin class or just, you know, live in life. Um, I am not anti-movie in any way. I love movies. I love binging TV sometimes, like a lot of times. I love TV, but I am also saying that real life also should get a priority in your life and making actual memories instead of just watching a bunch on TV because I get caught up in it. I get watching a series and before I know it, like five nights in a row, I've spent it home just like doing my work, watching some TV and going to bed, which is fine, especially if you're introverted. But you also want those memories because nobody's 80 years old and looks over at their family and is like, oh, so it was so wonderful. I finished every season of Grey's Anatomy. Thank God. Guys, I have stepped out of my comfort zone a lot in my life. I traveled around Europe at a very young age by myself. Not very young. I was like 18 or 19. So not super young, but pretty young, you know, big picture, pretty young. And I stepped out of my comfort zone over and over and over again. And the payout was always there. There is not one time I remember like going to a house party in Spain to hang out with locals or booking this flight to London in the middle of the night because I just wanted to go and see the, what is it called? The National Galleria, the National Art Museum, the huge national uh, museum there. Sorry. It's totally the National Gallery. (laughs) Anyway, 
I've never regretted those times that I decided to step outside of my comfort zone or to switch it up or roll the dice or be spontaneous, you know, and I don't have any regrets in life. I simply don't. I believe that we do the best that we can in the position that we're in. And so sometimes doing your best looks like just watching TV. I mean, I have gone through moments of my depression. The thing is living with bipolar, I feel like my depression and like the depressive episodes hit me so much harder because I know what mania feels like. I know what being so elevated feels like. And so then when I drop down below sea level, basically, it's heavy sometimes. And I really have to find ways to lift myself and to, you know, just kind of take care of myself mentally. And it's such a fine balance learning to hold space for yourself and show yourself compassion and grace when you really do need to just lay in bed all day and when you really do need to just like eat chocolate and put on your fuzzy slippers and curl up in bed and not do anything. It's important to honor that space. But I also think that it's important to know when it's time to get up out of the bed and to put the chocolate down and to pick up, you know, a book or your hairbrush even, something small, and just to start taking care of yourself in whatever ways you can. But in my experience, if I can get myself out of bed and go and do something, even if it's something small like drinking a glass of water, doing my skincare, putting on my favorite song, doing just a teeny little dance, putting my hair in a high ponytail so it's not touching my neck all weird, and then getting back into bed... And then, you know, taking some time to pick out a movie that really inspires me and lifts me up and, you know, like listening to a podcast maybe that's super inspirational and just giving yourself space to relax and recover as needed, but also not completely just falling off and retiring to your castle of Oreos every single time that you have a bad day because... In my experience, I know I may get some backlash for this, but in my experience, the things that make you feel a little uncomfortable tend to make you feel better. So doing a quick little workout or drinking a ton of water even though you really don't want to or cooking the healthy meal or just reading a couple pages of the book without your phone around, all of those things can set you up for a much better feeling. Um, somewhat, My therapist, yeah, it was my therapist the other day, had said something along the lines of the choices you're making now, you don't immediately feel, you're going to feel them later. And I know this to be true because I recently moved back home to St. Louis and I'm dealing with a lot of things that I, you know, had brought onto myself with the way I was living before I got clean and before I went through addiction recovery. And I'm now having to like, you know, make things right and fix things that I broke. And it just goes to show the decisions you're making, you won't feel them immediately, but they're going to affect your life in big, big ways. And so now I'm laying a really beautiful foundation for myself by taking really great care of my mental health and by putting myself first and by healing my inner child and all of this work and this is ensuring that I'm going to have a really, really great next few months, next few years, whatever that may be. Um, So yeah, just something to keep in mind when you're manifesting things into your life. When you push through your comfort zone and when you just kind of like blast into that open space, you realize that 
a lot of things are only available to you if you are willing to part with your relationship with your comfort zone. And I'm not saying you have to break up with your comfort zone. You can still hang out with this sometimes. When you're on the first day of your cycle and you're feeling awful, go to your comfort zone. Go to your Dove chocolate and your pretty pajamas. When you're going through a breakup, my gosh, girl, go get in bed like a kangaroo with snacks in your pouch and like do not leave. Like go to your comfort zone. But don't live there. But don't stay there. Right? I said something similar about rock bottom. It's okay to hit rock bottom. It's okay. Just don't stay there. Don't stay at rock bottom. Get back up. Stand back up. There's a time to be in your comfort zone, but a lot of the time you should be pushing out of it. You should be pushing out of it because everything that you want in life, everything worth having is typically on the other side of our comfort zone. On the other side, you have to actually get past it. There's this image, there's a graphic. I need to find it so I can refresh on what it actually says, but there's like the middle of it and it's like your comfort zone and then it's on the outside and it's like your zone of excellence and then on the outside of that it's like your zone of genius and your zone of excellence is where you can thrive and feel fulfilled and like you have purpose but your zone of genius is sort of where you can just like fulfill your life's purpose like really truly like fulfill the reason you are here on earth and connect with something so much bigger than yourself so much bigger And by the way, the book that talks about that in detail is a book called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And it also talks about something called The Upper Limit Problem, which is very, very interesting. I am just learning about this and it is so fascinating to me. But it's essentially when we hit our max level of happiness, of abundance, of love, things are essentially going too well for us and we start to self-sabotage and we try to ruin it and we try to... You know, we start a fight in a relationship where we're super happy or we're doing super well at work and then we go on a crazy bender, we start drinking, we party, we skip work for a couple of days. We just hit this threshold of how much happiness we allow ourselves to have. And there comes a point where we feel, I believe, uncomfortable with the amount of success, the amount of wealth, the amount of whatever it is. You hear about people winning the lottery And literally ending up broke after. They hit their threshold. They have so much money they don't know what to do with it. So when you hit that upper limit, you feel like you don't deserve all of the happiness. And it feels uncomfortable to you to be happy, to be healthy, to be in a good mindset. Because maybe that's unfamiliar for you. Maybe you have always lived your life in a state of chaos or in a mess or just panicking, uneasy, nervous. And so feeling good feels weird to you because you've never done that before, right? You've never felt just content and safe. So it feels strange at first, but the answer and the key to this is to just train yourself to allow in more good things. Practice radical acceptance. Practice like sitting there with those feelings of like, yes, this is a little uncomfortable, but I deserve to feel good. Let yourself feel good for longer and longer and you will kind of expand and transcend your threshold for happiness and success and abundance and love and all of the really, really good things that you want in your life, right? You want those things. 
But again, this book is called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, and you should totally check it out if you want to learn more about transcending your upper limit problem, as well as just learning to enjoy bliss for longer and happiness for longer. Lately, I've been really thinking about doing an episode on book recommendations um, because when I started this self-development journey and like learning more about myself and healing my inner child, I didn't really know where to go for those resources. I didn't know what books to read. And, you know, I always had to get on Google and be like, what books to read for abandonment issues? What books to read for codependency? But yeah, if you guys would be interested in that, if that's something that you would be um, inclined to tune in for, shoot me a message on Instagram and let me know that you would be down for an episode on book recommendations and I will make that happen and I will share all of my favorite books. Um, The Big Leap is one that I just started, but like I just finished The Body Keeps Score pretty recently. I finished um, Big Magic. So I've been reading a bunch lately and I would love to share some of my favorites with you guys if you would be interested in that. So let me know, let me know. But yeah, to sum up comfort zone, if you are in a cafe and you see someone who just immediately makes your soul light up and you never say a word to them and you just leave, you stay in your comfort zone. But if you saw that same person and you went up to them and you said hello or whatever you said, and you ended up marrying that person, that person ended up being your soulmate, like your twin flame, your very best friend, the person you have everything in common with, the person you just adore, you would have never met them if you wouldn't have pushed out of the comfort zone for one second. I love the quote about how 60 seconds of just insane, pure courage can change your entire life. 60 seconds, that's all you have to do. 60 seconds to walk into that job interview. 60 seconds to approach that person that you've had feelings for. 60 seconds to jump out of a plane because you've always wanted to go skydiving. I know I had to use that one. Everybody uses that one. But 60 seconds, that's it. Anyone can manage 60 seconds of insane courage. And the payout, you know what the payout is. The payout is more than we can ever imagine. It's the life of our dreams. We just need to be brave for 60 seconds. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening to another week of Wishing You Wellness. If you haven't yet, make sure to hit subscribe or follow on Spotify or Anchor or Apple Music or wherever you're listening. You can turn on notifications so that you get a little notification every time there's a new episode. That way you can always stay up to date, never miss a new episode. Don't forget to get yourself entered in my giveaway, my self-care giveaway for $150 over on the Instagram at wishul.podcast. I'll leave that in the show notes as well. And don't forget to check out my fundraiser for Natural High. Let's, Let's save the kids, you know, let's do this thing. Grab yourself some apparel, just do a simple donation to the company, ask me how to, um, spread the word, how to get the word out, whatever. All help is so appreciated. I hope you guys have a week just even half as beautiful as you are because you are that freaking gorgeous to me. I love you. Stay safe. I'll see you next week.